0: Hello and welcome to The Talkies, a weekly film podcast with me Lucy Smith
1: and me Michael Henry.
0: This week we'll be talking about endings, which is fitting because this is the last Talkies episode.
1: The beginning of the end Lucy.
0: Yeah, but every ending is a beginning.
1: Yeah, true. I like how Mm. this week we've both picked personal favourites instead of just, there's some obvious choices for endings like The Graduate or Casablanca and Inception which would have been fun to talk about. I mean, and we probably might mm. we might talk about these films, but... I'd probably like been
0: taught to death.
1: Yeah, but we're going to talk about personal favourites. Yeah, And we've always tried to make this a, a personal podcast, so it isn't just information and trivia.
0: Yeah, there's not definitely not a lot of that coming from my side. I don't usually know who directed my films that I'd pick, so... I do feel like people might have been talking about the Point Break ending, which is my pick, though, because that's a big... It's a big, dramatic camp ending, so I feel like someone must have covered it before.
1: Yeah, I feel well. You've picked more of a traditional ending, I guess, in a way, which isn't a criticism at all. Like I feel like we've we've picked, as was always the case with this podcast, we've both picked films with endings that allow us to discuss, like I don't want to say the polarities, but um, we've always picked two different, like quite different films each week. And with this, you know, you've you've picked one that has quite a traditional Hollywood ending, and mine's more of a definitely has an independent streak and more of an, an art house feel to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's less predictable.
1: Yeah. This is interesting as well. I don't know if you noticed that we both picked films from the 90s. Do you think it's because mm. that's when we grew up? Or is it pure coincidence?
0: I don't remember the 90s, though. I was four when the millennium came.
1: <laughs> okay. So I don't think we can <laughs> claim enough. that. Yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, yeah, talking about... If I go into my film, can I spoil it because we're talking about endings? I feel like... How are we going to talk about
1: this? I think we should, I don't want to say spoil, but we can't not discuss them. And also, these are films that have been out for 20, 30 years. So I feel like the statute of limitations is is fine here. (laughs) Okay, cool. I don't think either ending spoils either of the films. It's not like a twist. It's not like Usual Suspects, you know, where the twist ending is, is kind of the whole thing. That's true. Also, if people start this and haven't seen the films, they can pause it and watch the films.
0: That's true. And then our podcast will go on forever if you never watch the films because you will never have finished it.
1: Then it'll never end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I will sum up my film then and then I'll start talking about its ending. This is Point Break. I love this film so much and it cheers me up so much that I've been known to watch it multiple times in a month. And I once was raving to a friend that I'd watched four films in two days because I was feeling on a roll and he just turned around to me and said was it point break four times. So that's how much everyone knows I love this film. Um, It's basically, it's Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze and it's Keanu Reeves is a FBI agent undercover trying to catch bank robbers who his partner at the cop place um, thinks could be surfers because of tan lines and some sex wax in his shoe scuff. Anyway, that's not important. (laughs) It wouldn't be a talkies thing if I wasn't rambling about them. Anyways, (laughs) Um, yes, and he gets gets deeper and deeper into this surf gang led by Patrick Swayze. Uh, Not really a gang, they're just a group of people. And anyways, yeah, things unravel. And the ending has basically been... I was reminded of, you know, like Chekhov's gun, that whole thing with writing a play, where if you're going to hang a gun on the wall in the first act, you better have shot it by the end. So, yeah, at a party. Is that what the
1: surfboard is?
0: No, it's at the party. It's Bodhi says, talks about the 50-year storm in oh, um, yeah, yeah. Australia. And then he says, it's not tragic to die doing what you love. Um, yeah. And that's what it ends with. Keanu Reeves finally tracks him down to this beach in Australia that has these huge cliff-high waves. And Bodhi's getting ready for his last sit. It's so camp. I love it. But, um, yeah, in the great. ending. It's great. Yeah, the ending, basically, he does die doing what he loves. But something that I like about this ending is it's not... I didn't find it, like, overly predictable, because when I was younger, there's this love story in it too, and the way that Keanu Reeves gets into the surfing culture is through this woman called Tyler, and they get together. And most of the lead-up to the ending is him trying to save Tyler's life by giving Bodhi what he wants. Well,
1: yeah, that's on a rewatch, because I'd forgotten the ending ending. And on a rewatch, it feels like it ends twice in some ways. Like it yeah. you you have the moment where they get back together and he's he's saved her. And then it feels like that's where it, it could end or, or even should end, but like I'd forgotten the idea of the um the fifty year storm. So when it when it comes back to it, you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, this makes mm. sense and it works a lot better with that ending. Yeah. So it'd be disappointing if it's just he saves the girl.
0: Yeah, and I was it shouldn't end there because the point is it's not about him and Tyler, it's about patrick swayze and keanu reeves it's about their relationship the whole thing has only been about them so the fact that he doesn't yeah. even mention tyler at the end is really fitting it's yeah 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 it's literally just about them and
1: well, I, I think point break's a really good example of the ending being what the audience takes away most like I, i've i've watched some films uh, i'm trying to think there's a film called burning i think it was a couple years ago it took me a long time to get into the film it's like a two hour 30 minute film and so was times I'm like, I don't know if I'm even enjoying this. And then something happens, and as it as it builds towards the ending, I, I think it's one of the best, like, final thirds of a film I've ever seen, and I, I love that film now. And I think that's kind of, that's quite fitting and quite, sorry, quite telling that when you watch a film, it is kind of the final moments. What you leave the audience with is kind of what they take away from it. Like, I think you can forgive, a, not a bad, not bad storytelling, de- definitely, but, like, a fairly cold or convoluted opening you can forgive if you stick with it and you leave with some some sort of energy or some sort of i don't want to say like a positive it doesn't have to be positive we'll get into that but yeah being left with something that's memorable and and affected you emotionally whether it's good or bad
0: i think that yeah you can't get away with a bad ending but you can get away with a bad anything else although you shouldn't
1: yeah i've yeah bad endings ugh. I've seen so many films where you you like, you you're enjoying it and then it just dies <laughs> and you're like oh, okay well I will watch that I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. which which
1: going back to Point Break, it would have been that if it weren't for the. It's, That's I don't think true. It's, it's not overly emotional, but like the fact that because it's tragic, but it's it's bittersweet because he got Patrick Swayze's character got to ride the wave that was kind of impossible, and he got to try and reach for his dream. It's just.
0: Well, he you know, knew he was going to die doing that, but he just didn't yeah. want jail. And it's not just about Bodie's character, I guess, as well. It's about Pat, uh, Keanu Reeves'... Um, I can't remember his name. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah, yeah. The very final shot is him throwing his FBI badge into the sea. Like, that's yeah. his character change, finally. Like, if he'd just got the girl and carried on being an FBI indefinitely, nothing would have really changed. Whereas... This shows what their relationship has done to him.
1: Yeah, it meant something to him, and he there's that honor, honor amongst thieves type theme there, which is always quite satisfying to watch.
0: Yeah, it started with very black and white. I shoot the bad guys at the start to yeah. grey, and yeah, I like that. I, if a character hasn't changed properly, I don't know if you can call it an ending. It's not a story, is it?
1: I I don't know. I, I'd I'll disagree only slightly in that. So Paul Thomas Anderson. So, I have picked one of his films for this week. He's always said, yes, a character should go through some sort of change. But what I like about his films is that they're not huge arcs. Like, I don't think most people do change from like, you know, extremes of they're good at the start and then they become bad or mm. this kind of thing. I think it's more satisfying watching a subtle change where, I mean, the film I'm going to talk about in a bit is probably a good example. It's like only over the course of like one or two days. Like how much do people change that much over a couple of days? Like, there's there's a hint of change. There's, but I guess the a... thing
0: about films is they're usually focused right at the change point, and the beginning yeah. is actually the start of that change, the start of the ending. Which yeah, the whole film is an ending or a change.
1: Yeah, change 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 over time equals film.
0: So there is going to be something usually quite dramatic in there, but I agree. Like subtle. Subtle sort of is better. This is why I like Point Break as an action film too. Like he's not gone from good to bad; he's gone from good to human. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. No,
1: no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because he's kind of a machine, machine operated. Well, you know, joke like the the quarterback jock, everything by the book kind of thing. Whereas at the end, he's kind of relaxed somewhat, maybe too much, <laughs> but
0: no, oh, definitely.
1: This might be too soon to to go into it, but given the way your film ends. Um, Because it's about someone dying, doing what they love. Could we discuss how you would like to die? I'm not offering, I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, I always think it's quite telling. And we've tried to make this personal throughout, so... Is there an ideal, you think?
0: Hmm. I think just painless would be very nice. Nothing too dramatic. Yeah, Yeah, die in my sleep. I don't know where I'll be when I'm the age I'll be when I die. So, you know,
1: we kind of covered this in the old age episode a bit as well.
0: If I'm living in the jungle in a tree house, maybe I just fall (laughs) off it in my sleep. You know, who knows?
1: (laughs) That'd be a cool way to die, though.
0: Yeah. Bit anticlimactic, having lived in the trees for a good five minutes.
1: That's a good death, I think.
0: Okay, then that's that's the way I'd like to die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Put a lot of thought into this. Yeah,
0: clearly. (laughs) What about you?
1: I'd well similar to the point break thing. I'd like to die doing what I love, which is, you know, I mentioned in the old age episode. I don't picture like a, I I don't want. I know what how I don't want to die, which is you know, prolonged, um, deterioration or or like pain in old age. I would much much rather burn out at like fifty something. And and there's a director called Rainer Werner Fassbinder who, he didn't live the most uh, enviable life. He did it, He did it as a filmmaker, he made like 30-odd films in, say, 20 years or something, and all of his work was very good and, and was great and progressive and innovative, And okay. but he died with a pen in his hand, like, writing his next script, having just edited the last one, and you know, he was between projects all the time.
0: How did he die?
1: Uh, well, he, he OD'd. <laughs> no, his heart stopped. His heart stopped, but it was because he'd been doing just insane amounts of drugs and barbiturates and cocaine and everything. That's not the side I'm saying I okay. would like, but... Okay. I do like the idea of devoting your life to something and then and dying whilst doing it instead of like dying 20 years later when you had done something good, but people have kind of forgotten and going, oh yeah, that guy. Like David Bowie was, you know, he was still, he released an album and he was still working on a play and all these things. Hmm. He had other albums lined up apparently that he, he had his options to work on. Okay. And um, I, that's what I like. But I think the idea of, you know, Mike Scorsese is a good example of this. He's still working. He's like 80-odd. Same with David Lynch. But, you know, th- there's some directors who...
0: Why couldn't peaked. you be 80-odd and still be working?
1: <laughs> it sounds exhausting.
0: That's when you die, doing what you love. Because you're True, exhausted. But,
1: yeah, but I think the the pains and the ailments that come with the older age as you're working at 80. I don't think you can make a film as good. I'm going to count, contradict myself in a second with, with a mention of uh, one of these directors' films, but... I think most directors after 60 don't tend to make films as good as when they were younger, generally speaking. I do feel like your peak is probably between 25 and 40. And after a while, you are a bit out, not outdated. You're a bit too set in your ways. You're not willing to try new things. And to contradict what I've just said, um, one film that I'd considered for this, for endings, was The Irishman, which was directed by Scorsese. came out last year, no, uh, two years ago. And the ending of that is, it haunts me. Like, it, it's still, there's just an image and a, and a sentence that's just really stuck with me and kind mm. of shook me just thinking about how, how life, like no matter what you do in your life, how you could just end up alone and old somewhere. It's really stuck with me. So to contradict what I said, Martin Scorsese he has actually made, people don't, not everyone agrees with this, but I think it's a masterpiece. Um, he has gone on to continue making great films, even though he's older than the average age, let's say. I guess, anyway.
0: yeah, carrying on doing what you love is the one thing you can control. It'd be nice to have yeah. a happy life around that as well. But... Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. A good yeah.
1: balance, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanted to say about my film, because obviously it's such... The ending makes me laugh. Me and my dad quote it. It's like, you've gone too far, man, you've crossed the line, kind of thing. <laughs> and like, yeah, wrestling in the water in a very homoerotic way. And
1: It's very homoerotic, this film,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I just... But it totally fits because it's just a camp dramatic movie, so it needs an epic ending like that. But
1: yeah, it, bear in mind, well, as well, it's just an action comedy. Like, you can't take the stuff yeah. too seriously when it is. But I've watched other
0: action comedies and rolled my eyes at it and been like, oh God, of course it's that ending. But with Point Break, it never fails to please me. Like, I don't know what the secret, like, fairy dust they've put in Point Break is, and other films like it that are just camp but also good versus the ones that aren't i
1: think it's a question of timing as well like this is a film that you know was made in the 90s and i think we do we maybe have a tolerance of nostalgia or accepting when something's not as maybe uh, realistic you know if it's set in the 80s you kind of want that like the stupid the the campy music the stupid hairstyles and you know if you're watching predator you know why you're watching predator (laughs) you're not watching it for deep thinking um, it's not get, like yeah. the thing It's you know you're watching it and just going yeah this is stupid fun but you accept it whereas if it when you watch stuff like The Expendables now actually that's a bit different it's a bit tongue in cheek I feel like it has to be tongue in cheek now to accept it yeah like if, if Hot Fuzz didn't have any of the humour you'd be like eh
0: it's weird that you right. say Hot Fuzz I was thinking that's another film with two different endings and actually my mum we yeah. all our family love it but my mum's always like it goes on like why? Why are there two different endings?
1: It does a little bit. It's not like Lord of the Rings, which just never ended. That's yeah. true.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was that's the fil- like um, Alex that I live with. He loves those films. He'll stand by them. And I'm like, yeah, but Alex, it reached the point where I just want to turn it off. <laughs> it's just dragging it out after a while.
0: Yeah, I love them too, but I usually don't watch the third one for that reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's probably a good thing to discuss as well. Is like, when do you think a film should end? That's probably a bit bit too broad of a question.
0: But. but no, I get you. I think it's all about this thing. And I actually, watching these films, thinking about endings, realised it. And it's a bit kind of obvious, but it was like what I was saying before, the beginning, because it's a film and it's a story about something changing or something happening, that means when we're put right in it, that's the beginning of the end already. It's all heading yeah. towards its end. So I think yeah. a bad ending... A, well, a good ending is one that takes all the little clues and threads that are shot out at the beginning. Well, not all. You can leave some t- like loose ties and stuff, but they're just the, like the core of what you're trying to get at in the beginning should be all about how it's going to end. And if that's, yeah, well, it's
1: It's a sense of completion. I guess that's what's satisfying with most endings.
0: I think rules can be broken as well, though. Like... You don't need to have the obvious ending or the one that's going to satisfy everyone, but if you do it yeah. in a subtle way or kind of hide the clues towards the ending as well, I think that's really cool. But just it I needs even, to be done either way. Even
1: even if it's a twist or a bit of a shock, I think people do tend to prefer resolution, which is which is annoying because I really like ambiguity. But you can have like resolution inception. in
0: many ways. You can have the resolution of this is my message; it's always going to be like this, or you know. Like, as you said, with Inception,
1: yeah. Yeah, Inception, like, it's a very satisfying ending because I I read this, I can't remember where, years ago that someone pointed out. Ambiguity in the end is fine so long as the audience knows what the two options could be. Like, with Inception, you know very clearly it could be this or it could be this. And that's why it's satisfying. Whereas when something's Mm. ambiguous to the degree where you have no idea what just happened, which... I still also read. Really, I like. That's why I love David Lynch and I love Charlie Kaufman. And like, one uh, Charlie Kaufman, for instance, last year, I'm thinking of ending things has one of my favorite ending shots of a film I've ever seen. It's just a car covered in snow, and it says everything that the whole film's been saying. And it says, I mean, you know, you can interpret. It's a work of art. Anyway,
0: again, it sounds like it comes back to its message. That well, that's. that's an I mean, that
1: films that films very complicated and convoluted that. It's more what, what I've taken from it, what I think the image means. And that's what I mean. Like, I like the ambiguity of yeah, not, not a clear resolution, just being left with something that makes you think or feel something.
0: I like that too, but I also think that when we think about that, we come up with our own, it could be this or it could be this. Like, it's the same thing, just a bit more personal and a bit more confusing. But yeah. I think we always, if we were going to get any message from any film... I think you're right about the inception thing. It needs to be. It could be this, this, or this, and that poses the bigger question. If it couldn't be anything, then we don't know what we're questioning ourselves with or thinking about afterwards, because we're like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And talking about bad endings too. Like I think a bad ending, it's it's when you get what you expect, and it's like, oh, is that when it's you know it's unsatisfying for it to just be like it's over, and then they just kind of you're know, like, okay, I've seen that hundreds of times. Like, it doesn't feel relevant to the story. I don't know why you've ended this way. I don't know why you've built to this.
0: Mm. Yeah, what was the point of the story before yeah. it?
1: And I think that might, be a, that might be a good way into my pick for the week, because it doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> at
0: all. <laughs> yeah, go for it.
1: So my pick for the week is Magnolia, and this is... It's hard to say my favourite film, because I have a lot of favourites, but it's the film that made me want to make films, because I didn't realise you could mm. make something this personal and experimental and at such scale and within the system like it's a film with actors like tom cruise in it before he just went nuts and yeah like it genuinely like i watched this one was about 14 15 and it was like an epiphany like this is what i'm gonna do with my life i'm gonna make films like well not like this but try <laughs> try to make films as good as this
0: very important um, so film the, then
1: yeah yeah and it's still like i re-watched it obviously recently and even though i was i was like oh okay i don't know if i'm in the mood but i'm going to i i rewatch it every year regardless the final hour or or especially the ending moments i get, it's so emotional like it really it shakes me every time i completely forget i know exactly what's going to happen but it still hits me in the same way every single time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it still inspires me now to want to make films and and for anyone who's not seen it synopsis is it's a it's an epic mosaic of uh, several characters I'm I'm taking this partially offline in search of love, forgiveness and meaning in the San Fernando Valley. So it's basically an ensemble of about say 10 characters and how their lives overlap over a couple of days as there's a storm. That's all I can say really. Um yeah, it's like it's an it's a 3-hour long emotional epic. It's does so much within its time frame. It basically does everything in my opinion. <laughs> it, it covers everything and somewhat importantly at the center of it is an old man dying in a bed which seems which is relevant because you know it's an ending but also because the film was made because the director's father just died in the pretty much the same way as the the actor the character in the film oh, okay. and he said like the idea of this person who's been there your entire life he was such an important figure the idea that they could just die mm-hmm. and not be there anymore was about as realistic or or Comprehensible, uh, understand. I don't even know how to word this. <laughs> like, it made as much sense as like frogs falling from the sky. That's how he worded it. Hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's beautiful. It's some of the best acting I've ever seen. It's the best, some of the best cinematography. Like, for me, it's a flawless film. I know not everyone likes long films or, you know, films without necessarily without a story. There's not really a story here.
0: Uh, that's but a the narrative thing, thread. Yeah, you the story. Yeah, there's a narrative thread and you're waiting for... That's why the ending, in some ways, is weirdly inevitable. You're waiting yeah. for something to bring everyone together all at the same time because you're watching their lives overlap so much. I love, I loved this film. It's the first time I ever watched it and I don't usually like three-hour films because, you know, that's a lot to sit through. But, no, I loved it all. There's, like, I'm going to watch it again someday, but the things that got me were things like... Harking back to the fact that it's a film, but not in a like stupid meta way. But someone was saying things yeah, like self aware, in like in there's, ways. yeah, it's set up with all this idea of these coincidences and these things overlapping, and they're aware that they're in some sort of nav- narrative that's being pulled together. Some of them are, anyway. And yeah, I don't know, it's just beautiful. Some of the lines were beautiful.
1: Well, I feel like it's satisfying because if for people who haven't seen it, I do tend to say, look, it is it is a long film and it's emotionally draining because there's so much in there. There's uh, there's too much to even talk about. <laughs> there's, there's basically everything in life gets thrown in here, and y- you know you go through a whole run of emotions all the way through, and yeah, it kind of culminates to a death, and then there's the sort of epilogue, and the ending. And I feel like if it didn't have the ending it had, you wouldn't. It gives a real sense of catharsis, and I 'm going to talk about what happens at the end. It's um you know multiple characters and they're kind of they're they're alienated from each other in many different ways, and they do come together and it ends with this message of hope of someone turning up and saying, "Look, I know you're in a bad place, and blah blah blah, and you, you don't even hear all of the dialogue, but it ends with someone looking to camera and smiling, and you feel this great catharsis and release because it's been like three hours of building and building and building. And it just gives you, like, the perfect send-off. And it's not cheesy, either. It's very, like, subtle and very nuanced. And the use of music, and yeah, I could just go on and on about this film. I love it a bit.
0: There's, yeah, there's just so much... It's got all these, like, higher messages that are in a lot of arty films, but the stories that you follow are not trying to be confusing. They're just normal people getting into scrapes and you just follow them. And, I, yeah, I... As I said before, I think the pacing and the story is waiting to see how people will interweave. Yeah, are we going to talk about the frogs? I feel like you're dodging it.
1: Um, it's not the ending. so I'm. Okay.
0: To me, that's the ending that brought everything together. Yeah. And then the thread sort of wiggled away at the, again at the end. That was the knot at the end of the plot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's The finale is the, the reign of frogs. And then it, that's because of that. That's what brings everyone together in, in many ways. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask, do you think an audience should have a sense of the world within the film continuing on after they've finished watching it? Like, with Point Break, you know, you, you picture Keanu Reeves' character's future. You go, he's, he's given up that, and then you can sort of picture for yourself that his life will go on, and you can...
0: The moody surfer.
1: You can Yeah, you can imagine who he's going to be, and imagine that life and say with magnolia you can kind of you get a sense of what these people are going to be like after the the film and you can imagine it for yourself do you think that's important
0: i don't know how much i do imagine things after a film and I, I think the world needs to be um convincing enough that you feel like you're going into another world and watching what happens and you come out again but i don't necessarily think about what happens after the endings Okay. And for some reason I was thinking a spirited away when you said that. Like she goes into this spirit world, she comes out. Could I imagine what goes on in the spirit world after that? Probably well, not. Maybe but not I can consciously. Imagine her going.
1: Maybe not consciously, but home. I think with the way that most films present the ending of a film when it's done well, there is a sense of it doesn't feel like those people die <laughs> when the film stops, is what I'm saying. Like Okay. But I guess I may maybe most people don't think about this, but I, I only ask because I'm torn because I, I thought of that question almost as a statement, like, oh, yeah, you know, I like the idea that when a film finishes that you have a sense that these people will continue to live on and all this stuff. And I realized, well, actually, some of my favorite films feel like that's it, like *No Country for all Men. It ends and it's like, no, you're not even sure that they were people because there's a sense that it's been a story told, for instance, and it doesn't have to feel real and like I say, with Charlie Kaufman films and, and mm. I guess I guess a better question is like, what, what do you want from an end of a film? Clearly not the idea that these people continue on. And...
0: I want the I was just thinking, I think what I don't want to I want the characters in the world to be believable enough that it be I'd be happy to, you know, I could very easily imagine it all carrying on. But what I want to not carry on is the thing I've seen them go through. Like, yeah. that's, I want that change to have been...
1: All resolved, yeah.
0: Done, yeah. And yeah, as we've said, not always in an obvious way, but I think that's what needs to leave me satisfied that they're going to carry on, but this, basically the ending is a new beginning for them. That's what it needs to feel like.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's, in, to tying it back with what we talked about at the start, that that's kind of the difference between Hollywood and, and sort of our house or independent films too, is that... With Hollywood, you know you're getting a resolution. You know you're getting something that's that's solid and it's like, this is it. It's neat. Which is mm. maybe why I tend to ve- prefer independent films and films that don't do that because life's not really that neat. <laughs> life's a bit messy. That's the and...
0: universal idea of what a story should be. So that's going to sell yeah. more. And I think yeah. tying
1: it in with some other stuff that we talked about too, that, that we know that there's an end point. We know there's a full stop to our own stories. And that's maybe why we long for some resolution or some sort of finite this is what the story has been i don't know
0: i don't know i think that we know that there's a stop to our lives and we desperately don't want to leave things unresolved in our lives well most of us i'd say yeah. and therefore we look to films for like resolving things not lives but things getting resolved an adventure happening and ending yeah and on to the next one as opposed to a film where a man, say a man I don't know, never talked to his brother, If he still doesn't talk to his brother by the end of the film. I'd be like, oh, for God's sake! If yeah. that was, if that's what it was about. Yeah, yeah. That's well, not there's story. there's a film
1: called yeah. The Straight Story where uh, it's 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 a, it's a an old guy who finds out his brother's dying, and so he gets on a, a tra- no, like a lawnmower and drives across the country to his brother. If you'd watch that film, when he's just like driving, and then he never gets there. <laughs> And it didn't have an ending where they meet. You'd be like, God, that was... Why did I watch that? Yeah. <laughs> I literally just watched A Man on a Lormo instead of it reaching a point. But in that case,
0: him. I guess it could have been about something else. The brother, the brother might have died by that time, but yeah. he's done something else with that. But Which that's still something resolved.
1: I had considered for, for My Last film, Man, Adonia, like the idea that he gets there and it's already too late. I was like, God, that'd be really hard to watch. <laughs> it's a completely different film.
0: Yeah. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad there was a bit of. He needed to talk to that guy for the ending to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah.
1: There's some things that you just kind of have to see. I think with some films, not not that you can't have a shock, and it's and it's not like No Country for All Men, the protagonist just gets killed, and then the story kind of continues for a bit, and you're like, oh, it's really shocking. But that's why it's quite innovative too, is that I haven't seen that before.
0: Hmm. But yeah, talking about you know Hollywood endings and stuff I always think of them as quite dramatic and I don't know some big message attached to them and in a way I think Magnolia does it amazingly because it's still pretty subtle but a way you could think about it with like the raining of frogs and there's all these sort of very dramatic speeches and there's a speech about forgiveness in it and it all felt quite biblical and sort of this huge you know the, bi- the ending of the stories in the Bible, not that I can claim to have read it, but, you know, they're quite dramatic. They're quite, this is judgment, this is the end of things. There's a feeling that God or the filmmaker or someone is watching over the entire film and orchestrating it, and yeah. therefore his ending is what he chose.
1: Well, it feels like, in some ways, it feels like the ending shot is a gift to the audience, too. Like, there's been a communication. The opening prologue is, like, 10, 15 minutes of different film stocks, are so like, set from the 20s and... 70s and you do get a sense of different times and, and clearly like through the medium of different types of film how they're shot and then the film itself there's moments of saying like but this did happen and and lots of on screen things that suggest a communication with the audience and then that final moment is kind of a, a gentle kind of appreciation of one another and you know it's, it's about connection the whole thing and that final moment is exactly that it creates a connection with the audience and I think that's why it's so affecting because you've been in that world and then by the end of it you're a part of it
0: mm. yeah oh, right well this has been
1: you the talkie see you <laughs> see you
0: later
1: we'll end <laughs> sorry. there sorry <laughs>
0: there's too much to think about I feel like yeah. this film blew my mind a little bit one thing I do want to ask about though is because all through all the way through it I was like I have no idea how this is going to end Whereas Point Break, you sort of have an idea. You're like, oh, yeah. they'll catch them or, oh, this will happen. Um, but no idea throughout Magnolia. And in other films I've watched like that, that aren't as well done, I'm like, and I don't know if I care. So I turn it off. Whereas this is like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do care. Well, I think that's what drives
1: so, most films is the idea that you've got an, you've got a question in mind, which you could even be like, how are you going to resolve this? Like, what what are you going to do now?
0: I think maybe it's about, it's just about the quality, isn't it? It's the writing, it's the characters, it's investment, it's everything that's going to keep you there. That sort of feeling that you know you want to be there, but you're not sure why. And I think that's a re- that's a, the thrill of watching films for me when they're done well, is that, yeah, just being held in the filmmaker's hand. Yeah, well,
1: I, I mean, I personally like watching something and not, not feeling like I've seen it before. Hmm. Not not just like literally not having seen the film before. I mean, like you, you're showing me something I haven't seen, like a part of the world, an idea, a character, uh, just anything really. Yeah. And yeah, so that's I think I'm tying it in with the show too. That I feel like if anything, I my my wish is that people have listened to this and maybe watched films that they hadn't necessarily tried before or been open to. Mm. That's that's for me anyway. That's the beauty of cinema is that it's. It's a great lens into the world. Like you can see things that you would never experience in real life and were a bit uncomfortable about thinking about or never considered. And, you know, maybe changes your worldview. Because for me, watching this, it kind of did change my worldview a bit. And when I rewatch it, you know, it makes me want to be more empathetic to people and, and aspire to try and make something grander than what I have been making, for instance.
0: I had. A different reaction with this, it felt like something I already believed, and it felt very homey to watch. I really love the idea of lives crossing over all these coincidences, all these links, and this thing that humans can't even begin to try and understand or uncover. It's just buried too deep for our eyes, and that's always something that's been a philosophy of mine anyway, and like I like that to think of that over time. Over the entire time of the entire human race and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it was just another puzzle piece to put into my little slot of thinking about all that stuff. But it felt like something I wanted to hold on to. I really love anyone who's thinking about the same thing. And I'm really drawn to those films, especially, I think.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's interesting you say homely, too, and, and not homely, but like that kind of feeling that, because it is a film that, because so, there's so much rain and people are trapped at doors in this film. It is a film that when it's raining outside, it's this is the film I think of. And like today's the day to watch Magnolia. It's very much a, I remember when I first watched it, and I have pretty much the same feeling every single time I watch it. And yeah, it's a kind of not comfort food because it can be work to watch it sometimes, but I am left with a feeling of hope and wanting to connect and, you know, all the positive things that. To look at it, you might not think it's about because it's quite a dark film in places.
0: Yeah, that's my favourite kind of ending. It lifts you up. And that doesn't mean that the film has to be a lovely, happy thing.
1: Yeah. Well, on that note, how should we say goodbye to everyone? Because I'm not good at saying goodbye. I'm actually quite bad at it.
0: <laughs> um, see you later, not goodbye.
1: Yeah. What she said. In a bit. Bye. Bye.
0: thank you for tuning in we hope you've enjoyed listening to the talkies as much as we've loved recording it